Hello and welcome to another episode of Interview with Schizophrenic. I'm your host, Duncan Samusena, and today I have the great pleasure of having John with me. John is only 21 and he lives in Nova Scotia in Canada and he has a diagnosis of psychosis NRS, which I believe stands for um, not otherwise specified. So welcome, John. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had a few days off holidays, so just been chilling out. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's just dive in with it. Um, John, what I want you to do is give me a history of your mental health journey, how it began, what were your first symptoms, you know, what you what what happened for you to get to see a doctor and to be put on medication. What was your events leading up to that? Please tell me about that. Yeah, man. Uh, so basically what was happening is I was uh, studying at the University of Toronto for jazz, um, yeah. jazz studies. I was in my third year. I did a couple years at another university, but I switched for my third year. And it was going really good, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I was really enjoying it. I was meeting lots of cool people. And mm-hmm. I just started to uh i just started to slip and uh i remember starting to smoke weed every day and i think that was my downfall um i know i had a little bit of like i was a little bit of a hypochondriac before in my life but i never really had symptoms of schizophrenia i never had depression i never had um hallucinations or delusions i was always uh, pretty like uh, neurotypical mm-hmm. so uh, it started I think in uh, December and I remember coming home uh, or actually right before coming home to Nova Scotia for Christmas break I remember thinking Apple was listening to me okay uh, I remember looking at my phone one day and feeling a click in my eyes and that was kind of the um, indication that there was magnets being put in my eyes for the first time. And these magnets were uh, to control me um, from Apple's point of view. Um, How did that make you feel? And dude, it's crazy because like, I look back and I was I, – it never really – it never really thought I never really thought that it was anything out of the ordinary because I was kind of questioning Apple before this and I had Apple on my mind and I was thinking that they were very in power and for some reason it just didn't even uh, cross my mind that it was like a symptom mm-hmm. so uh, and that was the problem with my psychosis so I started uh, um, getting a little bit paranoid, and I started going to the art gallery of Ontario a lot. Yeah. And I remember uh, looking at these paintings and just hearing like up to symphonies in my head. And uh, it was like such a euphoric, blissful experience. And I I loved it, man. It was it was it was, and I would smoke weed always before it, just to get me like 
a little bit more creative and I would take audio recordings and saying, and I would write, I would write tunes um, based off what I've seen in these paintings. Cause they would give me like a holistic um, perspective on uh, how to write a composition. So that was like a positive point in my. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. That's, I mean, to me, that's kind of like a musical inspiration. Definitely. Right? Definitely. But um, I know at that period, it may not have been a normal thing to experience because I was also experiencing some paranoia and I thought that Apple was listening to me and I thought that Netflix was modern day news. So, yeah, man. Um, uh, so I, I kept on telling my friends like, yo, like I think the uh, second coming of Christ is about to happen. Yeah. And they would look at me and they were like, all right, man, like, how do you get this perspective? And I was like, well, if you look at uh, Netflix shows such as Messiah and you, um, you can tell they're based around universal love. And I was just spinning all this like uh, crazy theories. I mean, you know, people do believe that, though, you know, that the second coming of Christ is coming. <laughs> I know. Uh, man. I think you're, you're right, though, because why would they make that program yeah you know they made that program because they were tapping into something you know do you know what i mean exactly but for my mind it was it was not healthy uh material because i i uh i started okay so i even just to 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 take a note on that um i i even told my girlfriend um at the time that uh i uh I, I thought that the second coming of Christ was happening and she was put on this earth to save me from the second of coming of Christ. Because I believe that if you had a partner at the time, um, then you would get through the second coming of Christ without being judged. Um, and she believed me. She was like, yeah, you're right. You know? <laughs> um, she was like, my mom thinks that. And I was like, yeah, it's crazy. So no one really, no one, no one got me help. And yeah. I really wish they did because my psychosis started getting very dark. I started isolating. I started pushing my friends away. I started pushing my family away. I, my girlfriend broke up with me because I was being crazy and because I was forcing her to get apps like sync tuition because I believe that aliens were um, running this app in order to control us for the alien war. Like things were getting out of hand. And so I, uh, I all of a sudden um, believed that I was being recruited by the Illuminati um, and I, I believe that kids my age, like young adults my age, were also getting recruited by the Illuminati to kill rapists and murderers because I, I got this idea from the show uh, The End of the Fucking World and the show oh, yeah. You and the show Messiah. I don't know if you're familiar with those. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I haven't watched them. I haven't watched any of them. I think I saw the first part of the Messiah, but I... He, the guy is yeah. so good looking, right? It's such a cliche. <laughs> I thought I can't yeah. roll with this. You know, come on. I mean, they could be a bit more. I, I don't want all the cliches. Give me something real world, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what, yeah. That's what I wanted. For my, but, uh, 
for my mind, I was uh, I was consuming anything, and I wasn't taking like an analytical look look at it. I was taking more of like a a realistic look. So uh, it was a little different for me. But anyways, I got in an altercation, and I barged into my neighbor's um, my neighbor's uh, apartment, and I tried to stab them. Oh really? I tried, yeah, because I believed that my family was going to die of coronavirus if I didn't um, do okay. this. And I believed that I was going to never achieve my dreams as a musician if I didn't do this. And it was actually when I was, I was in the middle of it, it felt like my body was being possessed. And um, okay. it was really intense, man. And I fucking, I feel so bad for the guy that I, I did that to. And uh, he's all right. Thank, thank God. Um, but I, what happened there? Did you actually cause him harm? I did. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he pinned me on the ground after I, I got him a couple of times and he actually, uh, in the scuffle, he cut my finger and I have a cut tendon and I have a big scar on my finger, but that's about it. And, um, so I, uh, I I got pinned on the ground and then there was hollering. So people called the police, and they took me to to jail. Okay. And um, yeah, man, jail was like pretty crazy because I started hallucinating like even more. Like I was in my cell, like saying like, "Mommy, mommy, mommy," because I was re- repenting for my my mother's sins, and I was looking at the dirt specks on the ground. And those dirty. This is classic. When I say classic, I mean this is psychosis. When you when you talk like this, it's like from the beginning, it's getting worse and more intense. You know, yeah, psychosis, man. This is what it. This is is psychosis, untreated, untreated psychosis. Exactly. Um, What you're talking about here. And like I was smoking like multiple times a day, and that weed. That doesn't help, you know. I mean, it's psychoactive. That's the thing with. THC is psychoactive, so it. I think it doesn't. It doesn't. If you're if you're going through psychosis, it's probably just going to make it worse. I reckon. Yeah, uh, that's what the doctors say. They say it was either a drug-induced psychosis or schizophrenia, um, like amplified by weed, or it was uh, just um, like delusional disorder. I don't think it was delusional disorder, but. Uh, yeah, I don't. They don't really know what it was, but um. So anyway. so when you were in jail, yeah, um, did they get in touch with the doctors? Yeah, about a week went by, and um, they got me in, into a psych ward, and um, well, actually, before that, I went to prison, um, yeah. not just jail, and there I, I was like very uh out of it i was licking floors i was um like like beyond beyond repair uh you know if it was induced by the weed then it was it was too far gone and uh yeah so i uh i eventually got to a psych ward and i didn't believe them they were like have you ever heard of mental illness I was like, oh, yeah, there's schizophrenia, there's bipolar, there's delusional disorder, there's, you know, depression, uh, D- DID, you know, like, 
and I just had no insight. And I and I was listening to this alien in my head because when I I would actually ask this alien in my head that was once the Illuminati, that was once my girlfriend, and I would ask them questions, and my head would respond with like a nod or a nod downwards or a nod to the side, and yeah. I I wouldn't move it. It was just like it was a a physical response to my question and I wouldn't even have anything to do with it. So anyways, they put me on in Vega in, in Vega Sistena. Yeah. And, uh, then they sent me back to prison for like another month. And, um, that was hard. That was a hard experience. So was that proper prison or psychiatric or no, it was, it was, proper, proper, it was prison. proper prison. Wow. Yeah, man. It was in a mental health unit. Yeah. So I was I was there with people that also had mental health struggles. Um, and I met some very um, bizarre people. Um, and uh, one I met one friend uh, that was really kind to me. And um, I forget his name because I was so out of it at the time. But uh, yeah, I'll never forget him. He was there for oh. stealing a... Uh, poppy box okay um but he was an addict so that's why he was there but he also had this problem with his digestive system so he was in the mental health unit um but yeah so then after a month i got out and uh Did they release you or was it like a transfer to community care or something like that no i i they released me to my mother as a sh as she was a surety and um yeah so i've been here at my mother's house for a year okay and um things have recently got better but man things have been tough let me tell you like i got a lot on my plate when it comes to legal stuff I feel bad for what I did, but also know that it wasn't me that did it. I was always like a caring, empathetic, like no harm type person. So I know that it was just totally out of my character. But uh, this drug that I'm on, damn, dude, it like it kind of took away everything that I love. And I kind of wanted to make like a little segment of this uh, interview about um, the drug. I mean, so the drug, I've heard of it before. Is it an antipsychotic or is it a mood stabilizer? I'm not sure. It's both. An, it's a both an antipsychotic and a mood stabilizer. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, these medications are very powerful. Super. Um, yeah, they, they, you know, they're very powerful. And and they have they have side effects, you know? So, yeah, yeah so please, yeah, yeah, tell me about your experiences on, on this medication. Sure. So the first one that, uh, is really hard to deal with is the depression. Um, and at first I thought it was post-psychosis depression, which I did have, which I couldn't even leave my bed. It was so bad for months. But that finally got better. And then I started having this other depression that was just lingering. Um, that's really hard. And it actually finally got cured um, by taking St. John's wart. Okay. Um, which I know you're not really supposed to use, but it's helping me. So I'm it's kind of just like a herb, isn't it? Really? It's it's just a supplement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and then the second one is the complete emotional numbing um which is like (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure you you say that but it's quite serious isn't it i'm sure you're very aware of it yeah it's it's super serious it's like anhedonia right it's uh it like i can i can put on my favorite record my favorite record by my favorite artist and not feel an absolute thing like nothing and um it makes me feel just like oh what's what's the point right like what's i i don't you know it makes it made me a while ago very suicidal not anymore but uh yeah and then the other thing is the sexual side effects i like i couldn't have sex if i wanted to um which is tough um but also the least of my problems because then there's the cognitive issues yeah uh where my coordination is completely off like i used to be able to play piano and do two rhythms at one time and it's completely off and my fine motor skills i used to play very fast on the guitar because that's what i went to university for but now i can't play fast on the guitar and i'm like sloppy and also my internal metronome is completely turned off uh it used to be a clicking in my head and i used to be able to hear music too in my head even before my psychosis started and now i can't i have poverty of thought so those are the main ones (laughs) <laughs> you, you know something it sounds to me as if you're you're natural naturally gifted with music yeah and uh, the psychosis the medication it's probably you're probably thinking well it's fucked up now right but, <laughs> yeah yeah so but but what i would say you just got to give it time because yeah. um because you probably find that it it can inspire you to maybe do something special, you know, so I would just give it time. It, But yeah, I just want you to carry on with what you're saying anyway. Well, the thing is, man, like I told my doctor all this and I told them from, I told them for months, uh, like, I can't live this way. I can't live this way. Like, you know, it's, I think it's the medication and I think it's the medication. And they said, okay, well, fine. We're going to switch you to Abilify. Yeah. And uh, I've talked to over like 50 people that have been on Abilify and over 20 people that have made the switch from Invega to Abilify. And they all say, Oh my God, it's, you know, it's, it's miles better. It's, you know, you're, you're going to be able to, you know, maybe not get to complete baseline, but it's going to be much better than Invega. And all already my, my depression is, is cured. I'm five months off of Invega Trinza. Yeah. And, um, I'm on Abilify 200 milligrams, which is a fairly low dose. So, yeah, yeah, man, good things to come. It's just uh, it's been a year of, of suffering. So, how is your um, your your kind of your musical ability now with Abilify? Can you play the piano? Can you, do you get the metronome in your head? How is that all now? Well, the thing is, man, it takes around uh, it takes around a year to a year and a half for Invega Trinza to get out of the system. Okay. And it's only been five months. So um, maybe, you know, a couple years down the road, if you're still doing the interview, I can come back and I can say, oh my God, you know, my skills are back, right? <laughs> but 
um, right now it's it's still kind of in the dark. And what I have up, oh, so good. Yes, just just what I'm saying. It's like um, it's like I mean, the thing is, you just got to give it time. It's basically yeah. what you're doing, isn't it? It's basically what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. So yeah, so. And I'm trying to enjoy, like, you know, the small things in life, you know, watching an episode of uh, Netflix, The Office I'm watching right now. Um, hey, what is what has happened? I mean, are you going to go back to university? What are you going to do? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm not going to let this stop me. Um, yeah. And, you know, if I, I'm going to be one of those cases, I feel, that if I get symptoms, then... I'm going to have to learn how to live with them and be on somewhat of a low dose so that the medication doesn't. You can definitely do that. Yeah, um, it's an option, right? So yeah, definitely. I mean, when I, I was like uh, 24, 25 when I first got ill, but I kind of carried on working for like for like 10 years before I took a break. Okay. You know? Especially when you're in your 20s. I think I think you can still do it, you know. I think you can you can still go out there and do what you want to do. And and I mean I had crazy experiences, but I think you can kind of cope, you know. Definitely. You, you can kind of just you can cope with it and still you can still get by and and while, while you're doing that you're building up your experience and whatever you're doing, you know, you're building up your life skills. You know, I just think yeah, I know people just stop working, but I just I just think it there's it's such value in just keep giving it, especially when you're young. It's such value in just keep going, you know. I think. Yeah, I'm taking a break right now, and um, I because You're I taking a break now, isn't it? Because of COVID, right? Everyone's taking a break. It's the best yeah. time for this to happen to me, yeah. to be honest. But um, once I get some. Uh, well, honestly, once this acesthesia, or I don't even know if it's acesthesia or if it's hypertension, because whenever I stand up, I get this extreme restlessness that I have to pace. But when I'm sitting down, it's yeah. like my blood pressure is fine and I don't get restless. But it's impossible to work a job where I have to stand up because of this. And they said that once the Invega is out of my system, this will go. But uh, so once that goes, I'm getting back to work. I'm going to be like a pizza delivery guy or something, uh, even if I can't play mu music at the time. And once I get some motivation back, because I hear people on Abilify get a lot of motivation compared to in Vega, I'm going to start. Uh, I, well, I've already done it, but I've I've start I've started uh, writing compositions on FL Studios. Okay, what's and that? It's a music producing program, and basically you can have like a MIDI piano, and yeah. and you can alter the rhythms, you can alter the the chord progressions, you can alter the melodies. Uh, so I'm trying to write like classical style pieces, and then uh, uh, eventually I want to write them out all all in music notation, give them to a band and play. Yeah. Um, and I've also been writing raps. Uh, <laughs> you know they're 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 all right uh i mean you know that's 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 what you want to do i mean to be honest with you there's a lot more to this world than just um you know 
what we what we hear and see usually you know it's like psychosis gives us a little bit of a you know it, it's like a crack it's like a crack whereas say say somebody's like a like a clairvoyant they have like a gift and they can see they use like a telescope with psychosis it's like a crack in the world and we kind of see through it and it kind of affects us you know it's kind of like a damage but yeah. we still we still get affected by the other side of the world you know the that sort of that the mysterious side right yeah um, so that's kind of um that's kind of interesting because and i think it can also give you inspiration definitely in music it's creative right so it can give you inspiration you know so yeah sometimes i wish that uh <laughs> this is probably a very uh um uh, not an uh, unpopular wish, but um, sometimes I wish that I was in like a third world country and like someone saw me as a shaman and not just like a person with psychosis, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, yeah, so other cultures used to take psychosis differently. They would see it as a gift and they would see it as, a, as communicating with spirit. Um, but yep. in in the Western world, so in Canada, America, UK, Europe, we're a lot more material and we're a lot more rigid in our thinking. Yeah. So we don't, we don't kind of accept that side of life. Um, we have a lot of uh, media that is really uh, dangerous for a person with psychosis as well. Yeah. Um, and the way we're raised is a bit dangerous for a person with psychosis where people in third world countries that are more connected to the earth, more connected to family. I don't think they would have the problem of saying, oh, Netflix is third world, um, uh, uh, not third world, sorry, uh, modern day news, but they yeah. do have religion and I can see how religion would be a bit of a dangerous, um, uh, place for someone with psychosis in a third world country but also you know you see people chained up to trees you know that are mentally ill <laughs> yeah i suppose so i suppose so <laughs> so it's I not mean, like everyone's a shaman over there yeah at the end of the day i mean you've got to do with what you've got so yeah you've got your life in nova scotia you've got yeah. your your family and your friends there so you gotta make most of what you got and then you know i mean but it's interesting the way different cultures do treat psychosis for sure. I mean, because it's kind of no, nobody really understands it. Um, it does, you know, there's nobody's got close to curing it, right? It's like the medication yeah. they found by chance that it dampens down the symptoms, yeah. but it, it's not a cure, right? So, no. you know, it's just, it's just kind of like, well, yeah, it regulates the dopamine flow in the brain, which they think is responsible for psychotic activity. Um, but that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all they know, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm really excited to, to see where medication goes because they have, uh, they have new medications that aren't even targeting dopamine. Um, and they're targeting different areas in the brain that aren't... Uh, that don't have like uh, as much side effects, and even like the. Do you see the nose spray that they came out with? It's, it's um, 
it's not it's not out yet but it's this university that put it out and trialed it and it's just gonna wait to get to the market but it's a nose spray antipsychotic so instead of ingesting it by pill and having it go through all the metabolic side effects it just goes straight to the brain so there's no weight gain there's oh, no really? there's no metabolic side effects yeah man that's pretty interesting that is pretty interesting actually yeah i'll send you the link uh, yeah send me the link man. i'll have a look at that yeah i will okay cool okay john well i think we kind of got to the end of the show i think yeah. um what i want to ask you is anything else you want to talk about you, you got a couple of minutes you can uh hmm it doesn't matter if it's not uh Man, I just want to stress like how hard some people got it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like I got it hard because in Vega is a tough drug to be on, but I know people that are on a much higher dose in Vega than I'm than than me, and plus other medications. And you know, medication does have the uh, side effects sometimes that can kind of zombify you, and you know, take away your quality of life. And uh, I just want to note how hard that is. And uh, for any of the people that are struggling like that, I'm sorry. Um, And hopefully someday we get better medications and, uh, you know, for severe schizophrenia. um, Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, we there's such a bad press about schizophrenia and these conditions. And and nobody, it's just, you know, I just want to get it out there that people do, like you say, people do suffer with just the medication, let alone the symptoms, yeah. you know? Let alone so, the symptoms. And I don't really even know what that's like because I had more mania type symptoms, but I can't imagine being paranoid and on medication. I just can't imagine. And people go through that, right? Yeah. So it's a, it's, you know, they say it's cancer of the mind and, uh, you know, it's definitely up there with chemo treatment. It's, 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 <laughs> it can be, it can be hard. So, uh, it's definitely hard. You know. Um, but, um, you know, there is that side to it, that mystical side to it. Um, it's a different life experience that you have with psychosis, yeah. Yeah. you know? So we got to, we got to look on the, the bright side and you can still have a, normal when i say normal life you can still achieve what you want to achieve yeah um you know you just it's just slightly different that's all yeah man i you know one thing i'm really excited for is if i do have schizophrenia which they say oh kyle you know i don't think you you do have a lifelong illness but if i do then i'm excited to you know have a balance and experience my illness you know head on and um with the help of medication and uh you know see that side of life because right i haven't experienced that side of life for a year and when i was experiencing it you know like i didn't know i was experiencing it so uh that's something i'm looking forward to but yeah i I think that's all i got to say okay john so what i want to ask you is um tell me uh your preferred genre of music well, I've been listening to lots of WC and Ravel and Stravinsky and all that, but you know what, man? Put on some jazz. Okay, fine. I'll put some jazz. Um, and I just 
I just want to say thank you for talking with me yeah. and just sharing your story. You know, it, it takes it takes a lot of courage to do that. Um, yeah, no problem. And, and I'm glad because, and you know, it's really helpful for other people out there who are going through similar things. Um, and they can, they got, they can listen to it and it's just like, it's really helpful. So I just want to say thank you, John. Yeah, no worries. Okay, okay man, that is all.